Welcome to The Socialscape, the only podcast in the galaxy bringing you exclusive social media insights from personal brands and businesses to feed you that behind-the-scenes information that you can't find anywhere else. I'm your host, Alex Legos. Let's get into it. Today's guest is Martin Lovelace. Martin is ranked in the top 1% of realtors in Nashville and sells luxury homes to celebrities, professional athletes, and more. In this episode, we discuss how he got into luxury real estate, the importance of saying yes, why he started documenting his day-to-day activities. Activities and how investing in his personal brand has created intimacy with his clients before ever even shaking their hand. Enjoy the episode and stick around for updates and more at the end. This is The Social Scape. Welcome to The Social Scape. Martin, how are you, man? It's good to have you here. Doing great, man. Thanks for having me in. Thanks for taking the time, man. I know you got a lot going on. I see you documenting stuff all the time, so I'm sure it's a, <laughs> sure it's a book schedule today that you were able to fit us in, so we appreciate it. It's cool. It's my pleasure. Sweet, man. Um, so I want to kind of get into your bio a little bit more about you um, that people might not get on your socials where uh, we can get into where you're from, what you're all about, uh, and then we'll get into more of the social media marketing stuff. Obviously, sure. that's what uh, that's what the people come here for. So your originally a Missouri guy? Yeah. Cool. Whereabouts? Springfield, Missouri. Okay. Actually, I'm from Fordland, Missouri, which nobody's ever heard of because it's like literally 500 people. Okay. Like I had 25 people in my graduating class. Oh, wow. I had 92 and I thought that was a, a no, little one. I, I've got everybody beat. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, so then what uh, What brought you down to Nashville? So um, I was doing radio promotion for a guy in Pasadena mm-hmm. and felt like the country thing was a better fit for me. Took a job with Curb Records. We moved to Nashville. I did radio promo for really for about four straight years and then part-time prior to that. So 2011, I completely burned out. Yeah. And I was like, I'm just going to do something totally different. Mm -hmm. At that point, monetization was changing in the music industry. Mm. And so it was like, I felt like music was going to zero, you know, streaming and those platforms had not really emerged. Mm -hmm. I was like, I'm going to go sell something that's never going to be worth, worth zero. Something that's worth so, something. Something that's yeah. always going to have value. No matter what happens in the market, it's always going to have value because you can't download a house. Yes. Right? Yes. Well, not yet, at least. I can't download one, so I don't know. <laughs> Who knows what's coming, but you'll stay on the cutting edge, I'm sure. Um, so you get into real estate through that. You've now worked yourself into a position where you, it looks like you're doing mostly luxury homes in Nashville and around Nashville. A good chunk of it, yeah. Um, how did you kind of get to that position where you're you're dealing with the more high-end stuff? Did you jump in on that in that position, or was that something you had to work towards? Um, I think that some of it just happens organically if you're trying to do that. Sure. But you have to be patient. It has to be a long game. You're not going to roll out the first day yeah. and do that. Mm-hmm. Um, it's funny because I get people hitting me up daily on Instagram or whatever going, man, I want to sell million-dollar houses. How do I do that? Yeah. I'm, I'm getting my license next week. Man, I want to go sell a million-dollar house. And yep. I'm like, it just doesn't work like that. Mm-hmm. You have to just scale your business. And part of it comes from having some intent around what kind of business you're going after. Mm. But you have to keep moving through the process and talking about and promoting the stuff that matches up with what you're trying to do. Mm. For me, part of that happened because I was able to put together a development group and bring some investors in to build some luxury homes. Awesome. And that opened the door to meet some luxury clients. And it, it really kind of created opportunity for me. Yeah. And then we've just tried to lean into that. And we still work with everybody. We mm-hmm. work with everybody at every price point. I've got a team, and one of my team members, Jason Albrand, here. I, you know, we just really try to be accessible because it's a people business. So it's not just about numbers. Awesome. Right? It's not just, hey, we're only going to sell this, and if you're at this price point, we can't help you. I mean, a few weeks ago, I sold a townhouse for 120 grand. Great. In Nashville, you know, that's yeah. pretty low, yeah. right? But it was helping people. They, they didn't even live here. It was just like, hey, you know what? 
found you. Can you help me? We live in Florida. Can you sell this? Yeah. So the luxury thing has happened somewhat organically, somewhat strategically. And then as doors open, then you just kind of go for it. And some of that has happened. I didn't really anticipate it, but some of that's happened just because I took a phone call that led to a meeting that led to other stuff. Sure. And some people, I don't make a huge deal about this. Some people know, some people don't. But um, I've done quite a bit with the National Predators the last several years. Nice. And the first deal happened because it was a listing I had on a property that we built. Mm-hmm. Somebody called me on a Sunday. I'd been to the zoo. And I was with my family. I'm in the minivan, the whole thing, right? And it was like, can you run over and show us this? And I said, yeah, but I'm like at the mall yeah. from the zoo. <laughs> yeah. Right, but if you're cool, yeah, yeah, it's fine. So I go over there. It turns out to be Seth Jones' mom. Seth Jones being on the Predators yep. team yep. Uh, at the time and, and had not been traded from the team yet. And so I was like, um, "Yeah, we're going through it." And she's like, "Well, you know, it's my son that's going to be buying it." And by the way, he's Seth Jones. And mm-hmm. I was like, "Okay, cool. Yep. What else can I do for you?" And yeah. so then I showed him some other stuff, and I sold them a house. And then it was like, really, honestly, it happened like this. I was in. I was in West. We appreciate the honesty. I was version. in West yeah. Elm. I was in West Elm on my phone because my wife was shopping, and I wasn't paying any attention. I was walking around, and I got a, a news update on my phone that Matthias Eckholm had just signed a new contract. Mm-hmm. And I text Seth and I said, "Have Matthias hit me up so we can spend that money." And I promise you, within 15 minutes, I got a phone call from Matthias Eckholm yeah. to go buy him. A, Hell yeah! And man. So it was like that stuff happens, and you just lean into it, right? Yeah. And and. It's not that I'm doing all the luxury stuff or anything like that, but at the same time, for me, it's a good reference point, I think, for everybody that you don't know who's on the other end of the phone. So mm-hmm. I try to tell people that. Answer your phone. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Answer yeah. your phone and go show up, <laughs> yeah. right? You and never so know. You don't know who's going to be there, yep. right? And so I think when you do that and you just become available and accessible, and then you do a couple of those deals, right? Mm-hmm. Then you try to lean into that, but part of that too is you got just got to do the deals, yeah. right? And that's the other thing people want to shortcut. Mm. You know, my first year in real estate, first six months I did nothing, zero. Yep. Second six months I did seven because mm-hmm. I joined a team, but the guy was like hesitant to give me any deals because I didn't know what I was doing. Sure. But you earn your stripes, you do deals, and then it was like kind of the opportunity opened up within the team. Yep. And I did forty six deals the second full year. Wow. And I really learned the business, yeah. right? And so that's part of it is somebody, you just got to do deals and learn. Mm-hmm. Because if you want to get in the luxury game, you better know what you're talking about. Yeah. Right? I would assume and you so, deal with some people who have the right questions being well, asked. And they want good answers. On one hand, yes. And on the other hand, they just assume that you've got your act together. Mm. That you know what's up. And if you don't or you stumble, yeah. it, it's really easy to make a fool of yourself. And so I think that's where people that want to get into that space, that's what I tell them. Just go do deals. Do anything. Just yeah. sell whatever's in front of you. Mm-hmm. Just take advantage of opportunity. Don't worry about what the number is. It's just zeros. Yeah. Just do deals and learn the business and then lean in from that. And so that's where it's like over time, over several years, this is my eighth year, which I I guess is not a long time, but relatively, you know, has happened relatively quick. I'm yeah. up to about 300 sales nice. in that amount Congrats. of time. And um, within that scope... I've just tried to kind of focus on the stuff that matches up what I really enjoy doing mm. and just let the business happen and just lean in and, and just really try to be present in those situations and see what the opportunities are. So at this point in the game, I'm trying to focus on luxury space, 
celebrity clients and then the development clients we're doing and trying to do more luxury development too. Mm-hmm. And so what have we got? Seven, seven million plus homes in under construction right now. Amazing. In the process. So it's like, you know, that begets more business, right? Yeah. And so that's the whole thing. As you go through that process, I just tell people, look, do deals, talk about the business that you want to do. And then just see what doors open. Well, and, and it's keep... funny what happens when you stick with anything for eight right. years as well. You know what I mean? Like for even sure. even if you did it half ass for eight years, so you get something out of it. So the fact that you do it at a hundred percent instead is like well, you're gonna make something well, good say, happen if you're doing it right. They say that seventy nine percent of agents quit by year number three. Wow. So I felt like if I could just survive until year number mm. three, yeah, get over the hump, that at least I would maybe could hang. Yep. Right. And so I was doing whatever I had to do to get to that. And the first first 18 months was brutal. Like I, bet, I yeah. came into the business with no money. And so I was like borrowing money from my mother-in-law, whatever it took. I yep. was like, I'm not going to quit. If there's any way to not quit, I'm mm-hmm. not going to quit. When you look at, you talk about opportunity. When you look at the Nashville market right now and how there's such a surge in rental property. Mm-hmm. How does that play into what you do? I see you kind of have a lot of that going on right now on your video content. Is that becoming more and more of a play for you, or is that something that you've seen coming? So it's, um, yeah, it's becoming a part of the business that I'm starting to get other clients from Mm -hmm. clients, that kind of deal. Um, I think right now I've got got seven short-term rentals under contract that have appropriate zoning. Mm -hmm. None of those were on the market. And none of those were on the market. Wow. Zero. Wow. That's the game is yep. finding them, right? Getting in touch. And so, yeah, the short-term rental thing has become part of it. Um, I don't know where that's going to go because Metro code is changing mm. and some of that stuff. So, you know, that could be a changing market over the next two years. Sure. Um, so I'm just trying to be available and accessible for that while it's still available, you know? Well, speaking of accessible, let's switch gears a little bit to the social media stuff. That's something that I came across you on uh, Instagram ads, Mm -hmm. um, dove into your content, Mm -hmm. and was like, dang, man, this dude's doing it right. Um, And so I wanted to get in touch with you and and talk to you a little bit about how you got into social media in the first place. Mm -hmm. Was it something that you saw somebody else doing, or how did you, like, what kind of flipped the switch that made you say, that's where I need to be? Really... um I was quite late to the game. Um, you know, I was just doing it like anybody, you know, sure. posting some photos of my kids' first soccer goal and yeah. stuff like that, right? <laughs> yep. What everybody does. And and I would talk about, you know, hey, I just listed this house or just sold this or whatever, you know, yep. just doing that. And then at the end of last year, I, I really dove deep with Gary Vaynerchuk. Mm. And uh, the first one that I encountered was was crushing it. Not, mm-hmm. not the original, but it was, you know, yep. kind of the follow-up, which is like case studies on people that had applied mm. a deep dive on video content and just documenting what they do and that sort of thing. And I yep. was like, you know what? I'm just going to have to give this a go. Because I looked around, and there wasn't anybody doing it yep. in Nashville. And yeah, I went through what anybody does. I was like, oh, my gosh. Do I really want to be on camera? Mm-hmm. You know, Do I have time for this? How, how are we going to accomplish it? And yeah. at the same time, it was like, man – we just really should take advantage of this. Cause like at, like when we started, I was out in the car with Peckett Renee, mm-hmm. helping him find his new place. Mm-hmm. And so I was like, okay, 
Well, I've got a celebrity in the car. Yeah, if there's a starting point, it's a good point. Let's just do it. And some of that content we had to take down because the Preds were like, you're not licensed to use this. Mm. So so some of it went away. It was a little bit more exciting in version (laughs) one. But the point is, it was like, okay, I'm just going to lean into this and talk about it. And let's just see what happens. Yeah. And um, I contacted a couple people, had some people shoot some stuff. It was kind of a disaster. And... Very much like the way you found me, yep. I stumbled on this guy's. Um, it was kind of like a video walkthrough of his uh, studio in Berry Hill. Mm-hmm. I don't know why I stopped, and I was listening to it, and it was kind of like a cool riff. And I thought the video was compelling, and I was like, you know what, I'm gonna look this guy up that shot this. Mm-hmm. And so it's Marcos Maldonado, and I hit up Marcos. And I was like, hey man, why don't you come meet me at one of my listings? Yep. And I want to just do a thing, and let's just see what happens. I'm not going to tell you what to do. I'll send you a couple of examples of kind of what I think it should look like. Yeah. Let's see what happens. And it just, it was just, just kind of where I wanted to go. Mm-hmm. And so we just started doing it. And, you know, you lean in, and then it's like, okay, I don't know what the, the, the goal is on this, really. I yep. don't know what the immediate impact is going to be. But I'm just going to believe that Gary Vee knows what's up because yeah. he knows what's up. <laughs> yeah. And so I'm going to play the long game. And if I don't see anything from this in the short run, I'm going to do it for 52 weeks. Awesome. And I'm just going to see what happens yep. and see what relationships come. So maybe I'll sell something. Maybe I'll get a listing from this. But I'm not going to quit. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to lean in and see what happens. When did that 52 weeks start? So that was really the first week of the year, January. Awesome. So you're f- this is about to be month seven going into it. Yeah. Call it the halfway mark. Yes. Barometer plus minus. Um, I feel like it's been positive 100%. Awesome. I feel like it's led to some really cool open doors, um, a lot of sales, mm-hmm. um, a lot of opportunity, a lot of relationships that have yielded other things. Yeah. And so we're just trying to continue to say yes, you know, and mm-hmm. I think it's it's even given me some ideas on things that we're now starting to pursue. Yep. Because when I started with Marcos, it was like, hey, let's shoot some little quote-unquote episodes and Mm -hmm. talk about, hey, I just sold this, or we showed this house, or this is a cool area, or whatever. And now it's like, hey, this is what it looks like to do this business. It's not quite as polished as what I've been doing, so here's the vlog of 15 minutes of my day, Mm -hmm. and this is what we did. Those are your unfiltered episodes? Yes. I like those the most. Right. Those are my favorite. And those are the ones that are just... what. Blas, what do we got? About three or four more in the can right now that we right, haven't. We, have, we just released the fourth one today. Yeah. Um, I don't even know when they put them out. <laughs> good. That means you're doing a good job. <laughs> you got the right guys. Awesome. Yeah, they're good, man. They, I mean, it gives you really like the day in the life of what of what you're doing, even if it's trimmed down to and condensed to a 15 minute snippet, man. It's, well, it's the know, real I'm deal. Talking with Jason and talking with Marcos and Blas about like when I started in real estate, I didn't feel like there was that thing that i would have watched with regularity yeah right and then i've got these guys hit me up on dms and they're like how do i get started what do i do that sort of thing and i was like you know if i did something like this would you watch this and it was like yeah man all the time i would totally watch that yeah so it was like okay maybe we should just be a little more transparent Mm. about how it works and what it looks like because like for the from the client standpoint we try to make it so easy Mm -hmm. that they don't see any of that right yeah it's like they don't see or experiencing the drama they don't know what i'm getting yelled at right we're trying to you know put fires yeah. out you know i just try to show up and go well this happened but we solved it and this is where we're at and so we're good right yeah. and so that's their experience 
But when you're trying to figure the business out, when you go get your license, all they tell you is how to not get sued. Mm. That's it. You don't get jacked. Not that it's not important. but <laughs> You have to have the fundamentals of the legal part, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. But they don't teach you how to do the business. Right. And so I guess, like most people, I was just wandering around for that first six months, not mm-hmm. doing deals, not knowing what to do. Yep. And the reason I felt like I probably should join a team was I happened upon a podcast that talked about this buyer agent concept, which I'd never heard of. Yep. And in 2011 was still kind of new. You know, teams were just starting to become a thing back then. Sure. So I thought, well, if we have this out there and we just can kind of shine a light on how it really works or yeah. what it looks like and just kind of open up the communication, people kind of freak out because they'll DM me and I actually will respond. And yep. they're like, hey, man, can I buy you a coffee? I'll tell you what, you come in the office, you let me film it, we'll collect questions yeah. that probably can help somebody else. Yep. And absolutely, we'll do it. Yeah, and it's like, man, I've hit up five other people and nobody's hit me back. Yeah, and you I'm don't like, say. Well, there you go. Yeah. that's right. So I feel like there's, it's, it's really energized me in that regard because I didn't anticipate that's where this was going to go. Mm. So we're starting to kind of pivot and do more of that. Yep. And just continue that access. And I think what's going to happen is we're going to create a lot more content and yeah. just have it out there. Yeah. Well, and, and having your own D-Rock over here, too, is obviously fantastic. Like, I'm really blessed because these guys are awesome. And it's like I don't have to micromanage them. They yeah. just do their thing. Because I'm not some celebrity, right? Not yet. I, I can't That's just roll job, around though. and do this, yeah. right? Um, I'm actually doing work. Yes, you know? of like, course. I mean, yes. That's why Jason's in the car with me today is because like, we're doing the job. Yeah. And so we just find an hour here and there to yep. go and, okay, we'll go shoot this thing or literally Bloss will be in the car with me the whole day. Yeah. And he'll just film, 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 and we'll just figure out, okay, this is what the day turned into. Martin, just recap it, and I'll make that the episode. Yeah. Or it'll be like out-of-town client. We're going to see seven homes. They're all pretty cool. Let's just go shoot the whole thing if they're cool. And mm. so that's kind of where this is going Yeah, is to add, okay, credibility, Yes. insight and now it's like a little bit deeper access yeah and i think that's not something i anticipated the access part uh, portion just, of that? just just the documenting part i didn't think we'd go this deep interesting you think because you, i don't feel think like you go deeper though yeah i think that you know we could film 24 7 and yeah. live stream everything and maybe yeah. maybe we'll get to I'm that, of that camp point. i love that man I, I'm, I, I'm waiting for people to really really jump on that train because well, i'll watch you know and, what i mean that's like that's the thing i think that that's where i really felt like if you go deep with what Gary Vee says, yeah. right? And I feel like he is the oracle. Right? Yeah, when it comes to this I stuff, I mean, he 100%. is the oracle. And you start thinking about your business in terms of not sales, not visibility, but attention. Mm-hmm. Then it's like, you know, you have to believe him when he says document everything. Yeah. Well, and I'll do you one better too. I think eventually... Uh, I think sales begins to fade a little bit and it becomes, if you're not doing a good job marketing yourself, people aren't going to know who you are. And in this info era that we're in, I don't need you to call me. Right. I'll come and get you when I need something. Right. If I need to buy a house, right. if your content's been in front of me, I'm hitting you up. Right. Or I'm hitting Ryan Sarant up. Like right, He's, right, he's right. another guy who I think oh has met with Gary and done a great job of kind oh of pivoting gosh. into this. And, and, you know... Ryan and the celebrity, you know, those are celebrity agents, yeah. right? They're on TV and they've got a big platform. But 
it's like they're doing that. They're shining a light deeper into what they do and how they do it. Yep. And I feel like that's meaningful. And that's why it's yeah. like, on one hand, I was a little bit hesitant to do this because I'm not the top guy in town or whatever. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I'm doing enough. You know, I'm in like the top 1%. Yep. So I'm like, okay, let's just be out there because most of the top agents don't have to do it. So they don't feel like they need it. Yeah. So that's why they're not doing it. Mm-hmm. And most of the, you know, upstart agents that are trying to get going, mm-hmm. they're doing a lot, but they don't maybe, maybe have the credibility to back it up or the track record or they the clients the or match, the yeah. deals or whatever. Yep. And so it's like, you know what? I'm just going to go for it and see what happens. And it's been interesting because I, I feel energized to push farther to mm. do more. Yeah. Well, and I think it also acts as a as an accountability thing for you as well. Like oh, I, sure. I try and document as much as I can. I don't have a guy like him yet. I'm looking for one. But uh, it's it's one of those things where if you're going to be on film every day, you're going to make sure that you're at the top of your game as much as right. you possibly can because the last thing you want to do is be on camera and be like, man, I'm not feeling it today. And just uh, put it, you know what I mean? <laughs> He's going to show up for a shoot and be like, what are you talking about, man? But uh, I, I wanted to ask you about, so you're underneath uh, Compass. You're yeah, a broker so with I Compass. just moved over to Compass. Cool. Um, How does that dynamic work as far as, do they give their brokers freedom to do this type of stuff on their own? You're able to just brand yourself and everything? Yeah, so from a marketing standpoint, especially from a personal brand standpoint, you do have quite a bit of liberty mm-hmm. because technically real estate agents are their own business, mm-hmm. right? You work with a brokerage, you hang your license at a brokerage, but you're not an employee. Mm. So there's some push and pull in terms sure. of they're supposed to approve your marketing, but they can't necessarily tell you what to do or how to conduct your business. Gotcha. So yeah, so there's quite a bit of, you know, quite a bit of freedom to do it why do you think sir i mean I'm, i don't want you to i don't want to talk you in a bad mouth and other agents obviously that's not my goal when uh, i legally can't do that great then perfect we're in we're in a good place <laughs> um in general speaking of real estate agents what do you think the main hesitancy is for them to get into putting out content on this level or even even investing in social media in general because i i see a lot of agents who are Seems like they're doing the work as far as the yeah. deals go, yep. but they're not showing it. Why do you think there's that kind of reluctancy? Um, I think that there's a handful of things. I think that a lot of top agents just they've got enough going on that they're too busy to do it, or they think they're too busy to do mm-hmm. it. So they don't devote the time or resources to do it because they're like, well, you know, I'm putting money into actual marketing based around my properties or buying leads from Zillow or mm-hmm. whatever it is, you know, so they're doing the traditional things yep. and they don't feel like a brand based push mm. is necessarily something they have to do. They've already got their core business yep. and so they're just doing it. And so I think a lot of times that's what it is. It's like an if it ain't broke, don't fix it type yes, of thing. And then I think that some people, they're a little bit uncomfortable to just try. Yeah. And you know, it's not the easiest thing just to roll out there and do it, but you have to make a decision. Okay. Am I going to move forward with where the market's going to go? Or am I going to get left behind because as things change, like you say, visibility is such a big thing. You know, the ability to connect and have what you do, what you sell, what you represent Mm -hmm. kind of emerge from the fog of the other people that do the same thing. Yeah. That's the big reason why I started doing it. And I felt like when I started it, it was something that I knew. I knew I was going to be a little bit uncomfortable. Sure. But you just have to kind of get over that and try and get better. And even Gary talks about that a lot, that, you know, 
if you look at the early days of Wine Library, you know, he's just sitting at a conference table talking about wine and tasting wine. And, mm-hmm. You know, that's how it began, yeah. you know? Pretty simple beginnings. Yeah. Even a conference, ta- conference table in a conference room that was not his office, too. I mean, right. like, it's like borrowed space, yeah. you know? So, you know, you think about it from that standpoint, you just have to start, right? And I feel like a lot of people are just hesitant to start. Mm. And then if they go and try one, especially on their own, mm-hmm. it's a lot of time, mm-hmm. you know, to go and edit and create or shoot it or whatever. And yep. I think people go do a couple and they're like, man, I don't have time for that. Yeah, I'm hustling around and I'm trying to get business and I'm trying to serve my clients. I'm looking at it like this. The market is changing in terms of the way people consume access to homes, right? Yeah. It completely was revolutionized over the last 15 years or whatever. And now there's entry into the market where it's like in concept, they're pushing a, you know, really a vehicle where you don't have to even engage with an agent. You can just do a couple clicks on, you know, whatever your favorite website is and yeah. buy direct, right? Mm-hmm. Well, my position was if I'm kind of already in the luxury space, doing those deals, feel comfortable doing that, that client is probably not going to buy their house through Amazon. Mm-hmm. You know, they're going to have their representative in the deal, just like they have their financial manager, they have yeah. their attorney. So, you know, in a lot of those situations, I just feel like I'm just part of the team, part of the financial team when, yep. we, when they make those purchases or sell something. I, a lot of times I'm dealing more with that person than even the client. I feel like if you're able to establish brand and attention and have that visibility, yeah. moving forward, if 30% of the market goes to iBuyer and they never talk to an agent, they just buy it direct from whatever website they're on, mm-hmm. that's fine. But the people that want to work with someone, the yeah. brands that they know, like you just said, yeah. if you're aware, if yep. I'm top of mind because I'm the most visible, yeah, then I've got a better shot of keeping my business than getting run out of the business in two to five years. Absolutely. Well, and then you you take the next step, which again you've heard Gary talk about, which is the voice component. And if you hear you things, better, you better believe that's my goal. You hear things go to voice, and I'm here in Nashville, and I say, "Hey, get me a realtor. I want to buy a home." Better hope Martin's on the phone. Right. You know. Right. Yeah. My uh, my my goal. We're. Uh, I don't know if I should even say this. <laughs> I'm trying Pulling the to, curtain all I'm the way. I'm trying back. to reverse engineer exactly what it's going to take to always be the response yep. of um in fact i was just on the phone with with some of the guru people that we're starting to put around us nice. because i feel like that's part of the process you got to keep growing the team right yeah. and you have to keep investing and um one of my goals on that is ultimately when you ask siri or alexa or yep. any of those people to meet the criteria so that when when you say Alexa, who's the top agent in Nashville? The answer is it's Martin Lovelace at Compass Real Estate. Yep, without that, a doubt, that's the goal, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. So I feel like as far as voice becoming more prevalent over time, yep, that's certainly and and there's ways that you can you know maneuver that, but you know uh, you have to have statistics and things to make that happen, of course. But at the same time, or the finances I, to back it up, and right? Buy at, it, right? At the same time, um, you know, we are talking to the people that are able to start. You know, doing those awesome. those Alexa based commands yep. so that so that uh, when that you know that wave is just 
it's so early, right? Yeah. But voice is voice well, but is at not the going same away. time, it's going to be overnight when it happens. Voice it's gonna is not be, oh, going to be, oh, damn, away. what happened, man? Right, How did we get right. here? We don't even How have keyboards. How did that dude get that? Yeah. He's not even that big of a deal. That's it, man. <laughs> That's all it takes. <laughs> The uh, you mentioned kind of you mentioned how other realtors will will sometimes stick to original real marketing. What was marketing for you before social media came into play? You know, I think it was a lot of print. You know, I think print was kind of a big deal. You were doing ads in local publications, and you were mailing and doing a lot of that. And you know, there's still some of that in the business, mm-hmm. um, but I just feel like people's attention has changed but i think that different demographics are still responding to certain things mm. i think i think too one of the things that even i have kind of had to kind of check my attitude about is where people are really at mm-hmm. that are actual going you know potential clients mm-hmm. and even though i love instagram i feel like there's a lot of people on facebook yeah. that we should be a bit more intentional about. Yeah. And so it's not as fun a platform. It's not as it's not as easy day to day. In my right. opinion, that's how I view it. I feel the same way, especially I mean, I'm I'll be 27 next month. Um not only I am on Instagram obviously more than anything because that's where I love to be, but mm-hmm. I'm also not in the market to buy one of the homes that you're selling either if it's a multi-million dollar home, etc. The 120 I might be in the market for, but you know what I'm saying? Like it's yeah. it's that I, that demo might be more there for you. Right. That's why it's like we've kind of taken a step back and we're like, okay, let's let's really reverse engineer what we're trying to do. Yeah. And so we're diving deep over the next 4 weeks to build some really significant funnels yeah, for Facebook more in line with the demo because it's like, you know, as we've leaned in and we've figured out, okay, this is working. This isn't working. We're getting responses from this. This is what's fun to do. This is what may be more meaningful later. Yeah. Um, now we're trying to decide, okay, where should that content live mm. and who do we want to direct to certain channels right to yep. certain platforms yeah and i don't do any snapchat right now mm-hmm. which i'm sure gary would really yell at me uh, about. yes and no but i feel I like know. but i feel like for my demo yeah it's not as critical yet but that demo is aging up too and so yes. i know that's something else that you know over the next six to 12 months i think we're gonna do a lot more yeah. in that space yeah even if it's just repurposing content that we have. Sure. Yeah. Well, and the geofencing there is is really important as well. The right. ability to to put filters on right. certain areas and everything right. is really really cool. Right. And just go go really micro. Yeah. With what we're doing and what kind of content, and I think that's a space where, you know, if we're speaking directly to people that just want more insight, mm-hmm. you know, they want to get their license or whatever. Yeah. I think that's a good place for that content. So I think that's where some of that's going to go. I want to talk about your team a little bit. Who do you have? Are you 100% on the social media right now? Or do you, like Gary V, have a group of 22 people who's working on the socials not, behind the scenes? not 22, but okay. um, I have two people right now. One of them is here, Blas Hernandez, and then uh, Marcos Maldonado. Those guys are primarily doing all the content creation. Nice. With the exception that if you look up the Lovelace team at Compass, yep. which is our team Instagram then my partner, Jason Albrandt, has been running that because that's kind of like fair game for whatever he wants to do. Nice. And, and a lot of times we will feature more of our listings and sales there. Mm-hmm. It's, it's kind of like across the board, 
this is everything that's happening cool. for the most part. Yeah. And I think that we'll continue to build out what lives there uh, organically. Um, so internally, that's kind of what we're doing social media-wise. And then um, I just signed on with a team of five additional people to do a lot more on the back end in terms of how we're targeting, marketing, building some of these funnels, mm-hmm. that sort of thing. That's just happened in the last week. And I just my attitude is you lean in, you figure out, yeah, this is something we want to pursue, and now we're just kind of forexing it. Mm. And if we're successful, then we're going to 10x it. Yep. You know, I mean, it's just all it's all I know to do is just keep going and pushing. Yeah. And if it's working, then we'll just do more. Just I mean, until someone else comes and, you know, occupies the space. Yeah. I'm just going to keep doing it. Your uh your video content is super documentary style. Um which you talked about earlier just makes things more easy. Um do you think that uh do you think or have you been told that from your buyers they're seeing value from that or has it because for me at least I felt like I got to know you through that Mm -hmm. to the point where when I shook your hand it was like oh cool Martin's here like it's good to see him again um have you have buyers communicated that to you yeah yeah it's it's kind of happening and I didn't really think about that element other than the guy that I originally worked for he did like a segment on local television every week yeah and it was funny because when I'd go to those appointments with him it was like there was already a relationship. Even yeah. Though we were meeting those people for the first time. And so as that's happened, I'm like, oh, yeah, that's that similar type deal. You know, mm-hmm. you're able to connect and build some degree of rapport, even though you've never met them. And so, yeah, I think that's why deeper access, more access is it's a positive. And that's why I'm trying to get Jason more on camera more and we'll yeah. try to do more with the team. Yeah. Cause I didn't know him when he showed up. Because, I don't know anything about Because I, I want to, I want to do more so that we're, it's like, okay, it's not just Martin, you know? So if I show up the first time and then they want to see something tomorrow and I'm already booked and Jason goes and I say, Jason's coming. Oh great. Yeah. We love Jason. So it's like, I think that's one of the things we're trying to expand is, we're we're, exp- we're doing more with everybody that's involved mm-hmm. so that there's more of a reference point. But yeah, I think that that's something that just naturally happens. You just build some sort of well, people say that they want to they want to buy from somebody that they know, like and trust, right? Yep. Well, know, like and trust could be all across social media because that's where we live now, right? That's yep. how kids have relationships yeah. is through their device. Yep. And so, and I don't think that's a bad thing, by the way. It's not, and it's not, and at the same time, it's like I think people feel like, well, it's not a real relationship. But mm. at the same time, I see people connect to what we're doing, and then we show up, and it's like this natural progression of dialogue that a. we've been having. Yeah, exactly. So I think that it is it is really supportive in terms of trying to get the word out on what you're doing, yeah. or trying to connect. And um, I heard Sirhant say one time that. People don't like to be sold, but they like to go shopping with friends. Mm. And I'm like, man, that's really good good. line. That's great. I like that. And so, okay, so then you reverse engineer that. Okay, well, how do I become your friend? Well, you got to spend time together, right? So you're going to spend time together. If if you're watching 15 minutes of me with a hockey guy and his entourage of people, and we're just goofing around, but we're doing the work, and we're looking at property, and he's talking about – it's like – it allows people to have that kind of time mm-hmm. to just 
get to know more. Yeah. It's 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 a lot it's deeper FaceTime. than somebody's face on a yard sign yeah. in their neighbor's yard. You know, <laughs> don't get me going, man. Right? Yeah, yeah. That I look at that type of stuff. And again, being being 27, I look at it like, dude, I've never read a newspaper in my life. So if your ads are there, I didn't see it. But again, maybe I'm not the guy who's supposed to buy that house. But uh, yeah, the yard sale thing, the are the yard signs, man. I don't understand those. Those work. What? Well, <laughs> I get calls from them um, because we have some like text for info stuff. You know? Sure. And so, so I'll know when people are hitting that. But it's funny because um, Compass is rolling out some digital signs. Oh, that's cool. So it's like a video screen. All right, cool. And I'm like, oh yeah, let's do that. It's gonna catch my eye for sure. So I, those haven't emerged in our market yet. I don't. That's think, very right? cool. But they're doing it in New York and some other select markets and starting to roll it out. I'm like, man. You know, for a heavily trafficked area. Yeah. Oh my goodness, that'd be killer. Yeah, that's very like actual like. Yeah, it's screens like, like, like a, a TV. Legit, yeah, it's like a TV. Dang man. And it just you know if if motion is detected, it comes on and shows oh, wow. the property. Solar powered. Yeah. Wow. Very cool. <laughs> well, awesome, man. We appreciate you coming on. I'm sure the audience is going to love this one. I think this was a really good episode. I uh, I'm so thankful you kind of pulled back your curtain for us to take a look behind what's going on. And uh, we'll definitely be watching you. Where can we find you on socials? So the very best place is Instagram, at Martin Lovelace. Cool. And you can DM me. And if you DM me, I'm the one that responds. So um, a lot of the guys on the team are posting, and they'll do things and put it up. But I monitor it very heavily. In fact, it's been doing its thing while we've been sitting here. And so we've got people to hit back. But I feel like that's where I try to be the most accessible because – that's the reference point, right? I want people to go there because I feel like that's the, the that's the credibility. Like mm. you can look through and see what we're doing. Yep. And then get to know us a little bit. And then if you want to communicate there, awesome. Great, man. Thank you so much. We appreciate you. My pleasure. Thanks for listening to the Social Scape. If you want more, follow me on Instagram at Alex Legos Was Taken. You'll find clips of this episode, other episodes, and more social media specific content, plus pictures of me and stuff. Thanks again for listening. Now press play on that next episode and enjoy.